Here's a cool fact. A crocodile can't stick out its tongue. Another cool fact, you can get short-term health insurance for a month or just under a year in some states. United Healthcare short-term insurance plans are designed for people who are between jobs, coming off their parents' plan, or turning a side hustle into a full-time gig. Underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, they offer flexible, budget-friendly coverage with access to a nationwide network of doctors and hospitals. Get more cool facts about United Healthcare short-term plans at uh1.com. What's going on, guys? Welcome to the Everyday Struggle podcast. I'm Nadeska here with DJ Academics and Wayno. We're looking back at some of the biggest hip-hop stories of the week, and we'll also discuss a topic that didn't make it to our YouTube show. Is Tory Lanez a genius for working on a Spanish-language album right now, or is he taking a big risk? That's coming up, but first, Quinton Miller. I'm sure you all remember Quinton being thrust into the spotlight as Drake's alleged ghostwriter back in 2015, and he resurfaced again this year when Pusha took shots at Drake on Infrared. Quinton joined us on set this week and shared his thoughts on the entire fiasco. So when it comes to the, the Drake Pusha thing, I mean, you can Complex did a timeline on uh, you know they they history of beefing with each other. So I mean, I can't really say that like one can't diss the other. I feel like they both kind of been taking shots at each other. Now when it comes to me in the situation, like I said, after the Meek situation, we separated. I've been out here on my own, building my own relationships, working with whoever. I met Pusha T through Hit Boy, my man. Shout out to Hit Boy, my brother. Um, you know right. what I'm saying? And uh, when I, like I said, when I linked up with him, I told him, like, look, man, I'm trying to do my own thing. You know, whatever. He always respected me, bro. Linked me up with all kind of people. Like, you know what I'm saying? Tried to link me up with booking agents. Tried to link me up with management agencies and shit. You know, it's just... You know, it's whatever, but he always, like, showed love. So, I don't know. When it came to that, it was like I couldn't pick a side because I ain't really spoke to that side in years. And this dude been a good dude to me this whole time. So, it's like, at the end But of do you th- think the OVO team would feel a way about your relationship with Pusha? Like, you probably wouldn't be able I, to I, be tight I, with I, them. The most, I mean, I, I'm sure they would. Or even just, well, I was really asking about the line, because, like, I listened to that line now, and I was like, that's not, like, the biggest diss. Like, I guess it's a subtle jab, but, like, as, as a rapper, and, you know, rappers, a lot of times, they play off certain shit, right? Like, a lot of people, when um, Jay-Z used, like, Future's son in, like, a reference to, like, whatever, whatever about yeah. kids... Like, some people say, yo, that's not a diss. Like, you know what I mean? Like, yeah. he uses a reference, but it's not like a diss. Yeah. Uh, did you take it like, oh, shit, that's... that's I didn't know yeah. how to take it. So when I first heard it, like, I heard it on, like, a clip on Instagram. And um, I text I text him. I was like, yo, did you shout me out? And he was just like, yeah, 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 you know, um, you deserve your credit whatnot. And then, um, then the next day, he did them interviews. I mean, he did interviews on Breakfast Club, and he didn't say nothing about me deserving my credit. So that's when I hit him. Yeah. Like, damn, you know, I thought it was about me. I thought you were shouting me out, but it really wasn't. You were just using me as a pawn. And then that's when he was like, oh, man, you know what I'm saying? Like, so, but we fixed that, you know what I'm saying? Because he fixed that he called me and everything so like i said you know that's that's like a weird yeah, situation trust these industry niggas man well, like, I think like a, learn this that's like a weird situation. situation was it was it him using you as a pawn or just using a, as a clever line to like say something towards drake i don't i don't think he it, when i say pawn i don't think he meant it like in a like 
fuck Quentin way. Because yeah, upon but it, like, but it was man. it was kind of like you know just something to use. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. And which I get you using it, but but as Quentin Miller, all I did was bring back an old conversation. Mm that I was three years away from, you know right, what I'm saying? Right, right. And, and you said you felt bad about it, right? Because you knew you were trying to get away from it. All right, so the first time you mm-hmm. went through it with Drake and Meek, I'm sure that shit caught you off guard. Round two, now with Drake and Pusha, what's it like being in headlines all over again for similar shit? Deal with it easier this time. Well, you dropped an that album, shit, so that's, at least that's, that's, you that's got shit, a handle on it. It's, I mean, it's cool. You know, it has its benefits because, you know, people look at you, but then at the same time, it's just like, man, like, you know, if I say... Uh, I'm about to address everything and I'll get like 150,000 retweets, you know what I'm saying? But then I, I drop my own shit and then it's like, that. well, that's, I appreciate it because that's where my real fans are. That's the people that really fuck with my music and, you know, shout out to y'all, you know, but like that, that the Drake beef shit, it just be the hype. Like the first time, you know, I was excited. Man, I worked hard. I I, I put Hey Thanks a Lot 3 together, which got eight a lot Eight alive. I got. I had Black Jesus on it. I got fucking Juicy J on it. A bunch of hip hop beats. Vic Mensa, Rich the Kid, all kind of shit. Like I went crazy to put that album together, you know. And the shit got you know shredded. So, hey man, would you score that beef? Like you know, what I mean, just on a music level, like story versus the story of added on versus um uh, Duppy Freestyle. Like you just from, from a rapper's perspective. From a rapper's, rapper's perspective. perspective. I feel like. Uh, it's interesting, like, the difference in times, right? Because if you compare that to uh, uh, Ether, right? So Nas drops Ether, and it's fire. And then Jay drops Super Ugly, and he talks about the condos and the baby seat and shit. And everybody was like, oh, it's too far, bro. You went too far. Nah, that shit. Nah, Nas got it. His shit was elegant, that that just goes to show you the difference in times. Because in 2018, Super Ugly wins. Ether wouldn't have won. Really? You're saying the most aggressive, most off-the-wall offensive shit, that wins today. Because people have no morals today. But Ether was, <laughs> Ether was super offensive, too. Ether's, Ether, Ether was, but it wasn't. But people take over in, um, in like... Takeover's a better... Like, like, takeover, to me, is a better, it's a better well-put-together song but ether became like people say still you got ethered. Yeah. Like that's yeah, the thing. Yeah, like yeah, yeah, being yeah, ether yeah, and yeah. that you could be playing basketball, uh-huh. you could be joking, whatever. Yeah. That's a thing, being ethered. Yeah. Now I do get what you're saying, but at the same time, ether was disrespectful as shit, yo. It was, but it wasn't. He said, I remember, I remember. I'm old enough to remember. If, if, if I'm paraphrasing what you're saying and the difference in times, which I think to some extent you're right, right? If we look at it in that perspective. Mm-hmm. But are you almost saying that you felt like um, Duppy Freestyle was pretty elegant and cool? To me, to me, outside looking in, shout out to Pusha, shout out to Drake. To me, Duppy Freestyle was ether. It, it mm. sonically, it was a better this song. Oh, you just what? Said, you hit a nerve, but, <laughs> but this nigga back, bro. But this nigga back. But Pusha went super ugly. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? And in today's time, super ugly wins. I'm not a super ugly guy. I'm, I'm super nice. Hold on, hold on. So, <laughs> uh, you know what? You know what though? That's what I, I was saying to you a lot about um, please, the story of added on. Like, I'm not. It's lyrically, it's definitely not trash. It's pretty good. But the thing that stands out Pretty is what's good. revealed. Like, yeah, it's, it's, yeah because it's really, when it comes to Pusha T, lyrically, nothing is ever trash. Pusha's sermon to T was what was, what did it? 
Drake taking nothing from him. He's a great artist. He's going to be one of the greatest artists ever to do it, whether it's somebody helped him or not. In terms of rapping, he's not a better rapper than Pusha T. Later in the week, we finally got something we've been patiently waiting for. Four new songs from Chance the Rapper, and no one was disappointed. I never see an act jam so hard. To, to <laughs> this is music, baby. This is music. <laughs> we need the act cam. Uh, this is music. I, 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 I just want to say know. off the top, forget all those fuckery releases that we, well, actually, it wasn't that many bullshit releases that we got this year. But this is the best EP of the year, just off top. Um, Chance absolutely delivered. I love this song. Already a classic. So the rest are dropped. called Workout Wallet <laughs> This song is a classic. <laughs> I might need security. This is my it's favorite a fucking one. classic. Jamie Foxx, a legend. That was a legendary comedy, especially mm -hmm. in my eyes. Right. And for him to sample that. And you know what I mean? I felt like I had a little, I, I heard Chance with a little edge. You know what I mean? He's talking I, his shit this time. Yeah, I'm kind shit. of accused. You know what I mean? Here we my go. Man, with Chance the Bible is like verses. a little Bible thumper. And it's all good with that, because you know what I mean? I'm a, I'm, a, I'm a man of the cloth, too. But <laughs> <laughs> he was, it felt like he had some shit to address, especially about his city. He got the mayor. Um, you know, people been tweeting at me that he dissed me. I don't get it. Like, I don't know why. They... The mayor dissed you or Chance no, no, dissed you? No, Chance, because okay. he says something about, like, you my, like, my enemy lives in his mother's basement. I'm like, uh -oh. right, he ain't talking about me. Ooh, he probably definitely. talking about the devil, man. Like, he ain't talking about the devil. <laughs> definitely not but... in the basement anymore. <laughs> yeah, but, yo, this is a well-put-together EP, and we have gotten, like, a couple artists through a couple EPs out. I love this joint. Okay, not only this particular song, I Might Need Security Workout is amazing. 60... Fifth and Ingleside, also great. The, those are my top three. The other one's okay, um, but to me, three out of four, amazing. Yeah, it's great. Yeah, I gotta, I gotta this myself. I gotta dig in a little bit on it because it's like, Chance is not like my go-to for music a mm -hmm. lot. Uh, what was it Coloring Book? Yeah, I like Coloring Book, and then he sprinkles stuff here and there. I gotta dig in it on a little bit more, but I do mess with this this drink yeah i might need security heavy so if you're like a long time chance fan like especially coloring book it's like there's a lot of feel good biblical stuff on here this is like the first time not the he first rapping. time but you really hear him talking his shit yeah, on here talking on about him. i bought up like a media company to get all the racists out of here yeah. fuck the mayor he addresses personal issues people criticizing him when he makes donations they're focusing on his personal life it's nice to hear him sort of own this yeah i gotta Absolutely. keep it on honey yo like um since kanye and the sunken place like honestly Chance, from what I hear from Chance, is what I used to expect to hear from Ye. Like Chance is my you, my new Ye, mm -hmm. and um, like I've been That's hearing, uh, yeah, I've been hearing a lot of stuff from him that seems very socially conscious. He still focuses heavily on the music. Like I, I love how he fucks with all these samples. Like Chance is in his bag, literally, yeah, he's in his bag. He's having a good year. Like. Um... What I liked about it was the line, um, who told all these rappers that a big deal is not a big deal? Mm. You know, because everybody always criticizes him for, like, taking the deal with Apple or not or calling him independent or not. And he did take a deal, but think about what he probably did with that. Mm -hmm. He's done so much for Chicago, and he's doing a, a lot Grammy of music. With a Grammy with a mixtape. Yeah, like he's on another level. He's on another level. I got to dig in more on this EP. Yo, Chance, welcome back. Uh, we're excited for more music. We know right. there's more on the way. Who produced it? This, I think on this is yo, Jamie Foxx, Peter Cottontail, I believe. Yo, he got me so excited for, for like his project coming up. I didn't expect this. Like this is to to me, this is like the perfect precursor to like an album. I'm still not expecting, and I don't want an album with him and Ye. Yeah, I was about right. to say okay? that. Like, I'm... Because this is the wave I want him on. Mm -hmm. Again, 
I can't tell an artist what hey, to do. Hey, Chance, let Kanye produce it. Please don't let him rap on yeah, it. Yeah, don't though. let him rap. Please, for the people. No, he raps. <laughs> We're good on Ye 2018. <laughs> <laughs> Until 2020 and beyond. Not <laughs> even 2020. We don't want that either. Uh, 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 again, for, for the audience, if you guys haven't listened to this, this is amazing. Like, this is amazing. Yeah, well, I, I'm like, glad you like this. Yeah, okay, we never know what to expect with you. Yeah, you always come with the chance jokes. No, it's nice that you... No, nah, I could get, catch a couple jokes and everybody got to get joked on. But this is amazing <laughs> work. You get me? Like, I like when the artist is saying some shit. I like when the music is there. I like when it's just not bullshit. And yeah. this is quality music. I love it. Yeah. yeah, no lie. It's hard listening to new music at 5 a.m., but this was actually you know, enjoyable. I'm going to actually try to give it because his brother dropped the EP, too. I think he's Taylor dropping Bennett, one. Yeah, I'm going to yeah. try to listen to Taylor shit, too. Now, on to something that we really don't know if we want at all. Chief Keef's upcoming hologram tour, which kicks off in the U.K. before heading back to the States and his hometown, Chicago. So Keith first tried this back in 2015 in Indiana, but the cops shut that down real quick. Now he's teaming up with Hologram USA for the Chief Keith and Icons of America music tour. So it is a 90-minute experience, which kicks off August 31st in London, then heads back to Chicago and the States. Now, he obviously can't go to London because of legal restrictions, so that might be one reason. Keith told Billboard, police and the mayor wanted to stop my hologram show in Chicago. Fuck Rahm Emanuel. I'm bringing it anyway. First up, London. So that's the second fuck you to the mayor of Chicago today. Yo, uh, but this anyway, is, this is the future. Hologram this tours. The, this is the most innovative and laziest shit I've ever seen <laughs> in my life. Like, if you can put yourself on tour and get paid for it without actually having to go, that's insane. Like... I mean, I never thought I'd ever see some shit like this. I, the first hologram I seen was the Tupac saw, shit. Yeah, was that Coachella? Roll, yeah, yeah. Years ago. But for him to actually do a hologram tour, and what's crazy is I know they paying him something insane to even do something like this. That's crazy. Like. It's like, okay, so if legally you can't travel to other countries and you still want to make your money, it's cool. It's innovative, but... I'm just nervous other rappers are going to think they could do this. Yo, this is, <laughs> like, that's what I'm saying. Like, this shit is bugged out. Like, you could really just be like, man, I'm not going on tour. I'm going to yeah. send my hologram. Like, man, Chief Keith better cut it the fuck out, man. <laughs> <laughs> Listen, I, and, and as a fan of Chief Keith, and by the way, the reason why this is possible, um, which I thought was his former label owner, but, like, we'll just call him business partner. His business partner, Alki David, owns this this company that mm. does the hologram thing. Mm. So they've done it for Pac and they've done it for Biggie and I believe Eazy-E as well. Yeah. And I love those because those guys are dead. <laughs> if Chief Keith don't get his ass back to Chicago, it, it's just warrants, bro. Yeah. Like, go to, like, it, bro, you're alive. You're right. in fucking Hollywood, no. chilling on Segways, <laughs> like, sipping lean and just having a good time smoking weed. Yeah. Get your warrants cleared up. I, I, as a fan of Keith, yeah, your music does bump. And this of course, if, if a fucking hologram is jumping around singing the bitches love Sosa, I'll turn <laughs> up too. But get the fucking warrants that I can see you in person. Fuck am I looking at a hologram image running across late. the stage? It's By the way, Chief Keef is not even that great of a performer. He's not. not even like, yo, like, oh shit. Like, okay, we're not going to get him, but we're going to get the hologram. Have you ever seen Chief Keef perform? I've seen. Walking I've around seen lazily. Smoking. Pants almost falling down, smoking, not even rapping, just basically listening to we his have own to song. Check, yo, we have to check Chief Keef's 
finesse levels. He might be Nigerian. This is like, <laughs> I ain't gonna fret. Like, they, <laughs> yeah, the Nigerians <laughs> be in the everyday struggle. Mention that. Well, no, no, because because look, when the last time I said something, he's like, you got. I said, nah, yeah. y'all just y'all great at the hustle, and this shit is insane. Like to get paid to go on tour and not actually go, and well, you're alive. Well, like you say, he's alive. Well, here's the thing with Keith too, right? Like, again. 2012, and I remember he did this in like 2014, 2015. He tried it in Indiana, but Indiana yeah. cops were like, nigga, we said you're banned. We don't give a fuck. About Your a hologram is banned too. Right. They plugged it out, which is so hilarious. Like the fans are turning up. They and and, this and shit. the cops just walked up and Yo. said, no, nigga, we don't want to see a fucking digital image here neither. Yo, but, this, but, go ahead, but here's go ahead. the thing like, he was super hot back then. Yeah. Is Keith, like, again, if we're talking about one of the hottest artists now, Okay, maybe if, if circumstances like permit, right? Yeah. But Keith, man, as much as I love you and as much as of an icon you are, are you that hot that you could send your hologram out? You know what? This shit would be gonna lit. What we going to send out clones next? Right. Exactly. No. Like lookalikes and standing? This would be lit if he was locked up. Like if he was locked up. Kodak could do this, man. Yeah, if oh. Kodak, listen, if he Yo, was locked Bobby up. Bobby Schmurter should be making what? Holog- no, holograms. No, we got to get Schmurter. Oh, right. Bobby would have been dropping a new dance every week. Listen, we got to get a Bobby Schmurter hologram tour because that could be lit, but... This is insane. Like I'm just saying, it's so fucking lazy. Like rappers, they already not rapping. I know as much. Now they they're just like doing whatever. Now you can just chill in the crib and go on tour. Imagine like, this- the stage dive that the Hollywood. <laughs> <laughs> It's the first risk-free stage dive ever. Just holograms. Right. (laughs) (laughs) Nah, this is insane, yo. It's only 2018. (laughs) Do you understand this? This is only 2018. You know what the fuck is going to happen in 10 years? Future's looking dark, yo. (laughs) Real, for real. You know what, though? I do, I love the idea that what technology could do for just, like, concert culture, but also hip-hop culture. Because it was dope when I saw, like, Snoop performing with Pac. Yeah. And it was a hologram Pac. Yeah. And I mean, like, ideally for me, yeah. If you pass away, I get it, right? You know, what I mean, maybe down the line, maybe an X-like hologram, right? right? Or if you're like locked up and people really want to see you, but we can't get to see you for a long while, right. maybe that too. But you know, what I mean, like, there's these new ways how people are are digesting concerts and just uh, live experiences. Like I, I told you, I like. I had title, and I, well, I think they just canceled my subscription. But <laughs> cheap ass, uh, right. pay for it. They gave it to me for free for a year <laughs> to try because I was bashing it anyway. Uh, but like, I loved watching Uzi like perform. Like, like I watched that performance on Title X like at least like twenty times. Now they got these new things where people could get virtual reality like, um, like an experience of a concert. So you're in your crib. But you get a virtual reality look, and it feels like you're in a concert. So the concert goer is getting fucking lazy, too. Yeah. You don't even got to leave the crib to feel like yeah, you're in a concert. Yeah, because you know how right? many people was watching Summer Jam at home? Yeah. Like, you know, yeah. like this shit is like the, uh, you know I'm a movie guy, Demolition Man. This like it's, it's always. so <laughs> For real, where you could just, like, do anything yeah. from home. It's like, that's kind of cool, because, like, a lot of times the tickets are too expensive. People right. can't travel. So it's like, if you can't make it, it's already sold out. Cool, you have that. But, yeah, the hologram thing. That's crazy. Look, if you're already a lazy performer, cut the hologram shit. You and know what I mean? Live. <laughs> yeah. The, the and, next thing I'm waiting for is these motherfuckers to say, I'm not even doing an interview. I'm sending my hologram. <laughs> That's okay. nasty. That actually but, might be easier than... Never mind. Then, <laughs> but, no, no. But, but on some real shit, like, I, I do want to see how... Like, I'm embracing the technology. Right. Um, 
I don't know. Like as a fan, I'm still a little resistant. I don't want to see a fucking digital thing just jump on on, on stage. Anymore. Yeah, that's gonna like come on. That that takes away from the whole live experience because it's not live. You're not dealing with a real human being. I mean, one of the biggest things about performing is it's nothing like the performer looking at somebody in the crowd and everybody turning their attention there. The the performer saying, "Yo, this side, I need y'all louder than this side." People want to see you in and, the flesh. Like for like, a lot of fans, it's the only chance they're gonna see you in real life. Hey, yeah. Right? Like, well, how about if they combine it like this though? What? Right? Because so so with hologram technology, basically Keith would go to the hologram place, whatever, and mm -hmm. and record a show. Right. Right. And then that show basically just gets played. And it's really not interactive, it's not live, right? You're just seeing that performance of the artist moving around. But I remember, which was years ago, it was kind of like a Skype performance almost because Vibes Cartel, who's a Jamaican artist, he's banned yeah. from the United States. Mm -hmm. But they have like this like best of the best type of thing that happens in Miami. Huge dance hall crowd. They wanted to see Vibes yeah, Cartel, yeah, yeah. they couldn't come out. I could, I and could he performed... That. It, it was it was like they call it via satellite. Right. It was a big ass screen like some Titatron shit. Right. And he performed and he was really talking to the crowd. Like he could see like a delayed feed. That's dope. Yeah. And and I was like, okay, that's kinda interactive. Maybe if they could have some shit where and again, it has to be for the right shit. Mm -hmm. If you really can do it, yeah. fine. Well, I'm a you know what's so crazy? I'ma keep it all the way funky with this one, right? If you're a young person and you're paying to go see a fucking hologram, you need to find something else to do with life. Like for real, like I'm just being all the way real. If you are a young person of the ages of teenage to like early 20s, Word. and you spend money on a ticket to not even see a person just to see a hologram, you need some advice in life. Black Mirror, y'all. We'll see how fans feel about the hologram tour soon enough. Another big topic this week was Young Thug. The Atlanta rapper, aka the Drip God, is demanding credit for influencing other artists with the bold fashion choices he made a few years ago, like wearing dresses. All right, so in terms of getting crucified, he's only speaking facts. People were killing him for the outfits and everything, I believe right. even the Naked album cover. Um, can we say that he's paved the way? Because we've, we've also talked about like Andre 3000 sort of opening the doors for him to Yo. continue opening the doors, right? Yeah, I, I feel like... Uh... Because I, I compared, like, uh, 3K to Thugger in terms of, like, I wouldn't just say style, but um, direction of not being scared to just be an artist. Like, it was one point in time where Dre didn't do the shit that Thug did, but people was looking at him crazy. Mm -hmm. You know, because he came out, he was rocking the Atlanta Braves jerseys, the, the Atlanta Braves hats, Falcon shit, all of that, and then... Once he got with Erica Badu, it seemed, you know what I mean, like he took a real change in his wardrobe, all of that. Um, but as far as Thugger, he has opened some doors, but I don't even know what those doors are, really, as far as like in fashion-wise, because I feel like a lot of these artists, they look like like fly-ass aunts. Yeah, like, but I feel like, like he was the first one of this like new wave of rappers to really come with the crop top. Yeah, the yeah, super, yeah. super tight jeans, and then we saw Uzi with the no, bag. Hold not, on, hold on. Hold on. One I'm, of the first. I'm, I'm not giving the tight jeans thing. I'm giving that to Wayne. Crop Wayne, tops? Wayne made it acceptable. Although Cuddy did wear Cuddy. a crop top. Cuddy, no, Cuddy yeah. wore the, wore the crop tight top jeans. Oh, oh. The, the, the dresses, the cross dresses. Literally wearing women's clothing. Maybe that's what you should dresses. say. He cross said He was like, those are he the sizes that fit me. He definitely, I think he took all the daggers now. But you know what? I always say, like, when artists are, are demanding credit, and reminding people of, yo, remember I was whatever. It's usually a reflection moment of them seeing other people getting praised for shit that they've been crucified for. Right, right, right. And, and now, like, you know what I mean? 
I'm thinking like, who the heck is rocking dresses other than Doug? Uzi? Not dresses, but, but, but he had the, the bag, I remember. Well, my nigga and... Uzi's wearing like dominatrix outfits. Yeah, like, it's, <laughs> it's, it's, Uzi got on some shit like he's heading to a satanic ritual. Like, well, I now, but got... I feel like he had a phase in the no, middle. No, he did have a time where he was wearing some nah, like, he had a coat pocket books. Like, yeah. a coat pocket books. <laughs> like, I mean, I'm going to keep it all the way real. Be like, I it's you, never influenced you're me. You're still Harlem, I know. We're not yeah. going to see you in a craft town. No, right you're now. never going to see me in that. And I don't know what it is to grow up in this era. He being... made Atlanta niggas be able to be Atlanta niggas, bro. What? <laughs> he made... I think that's what you're trying to say. What? All y'all Atlanta niggas that couldn't really express yourself like y'all wanted to because of these boxes on hip-hop, I kicked the shit down. He made it easier okay? for the Migos to wear floral blouses. Is that what you're saying? Yeah. Uh, well, yeah, but I don't even. I don't think a lot of it is expression. I think a lot of it is just it's just following. I don't think that these guys is like, oh, I can finally dress like this now because <laughs> he's doing it. I think that a lot of that shit was just like them growing up. Like if you see a young rapper that's from Atlanta or wherever, if he's twenty right now, mm. when he was fifteen, that's when Thug's been out roughly like five years strong now, right? Has it been In that 2013, long? Yeah, about from 2013 to up, up until now, right? Mm-hmm. Like five years strong. So it's like if he's seen Thug, I don't think that a lot of it is just saying, oh, I, you know, I've always wanted to dress like that. I think it's like them just following what's the most popular thing to do mm-hmm. and then finding themselves as an artist and then using that because it, it garners attention. Like if you're wearing a fucking, if you're wearing a bag, if you're wearing a woman type bag, people are going to pay attention because they like, Dudes don't wear that. Yeah. But the, the, the thing that kind of throws you off is because these dudes, you hear about them, you're like, nah, they give it up in the streets. Mm. But they got on a woman's bag. So it's I don't know how to interpret that shit. Like, I've never dealt with that from a face value standpoint. Yeah, and I do get what Thug is talking about. Like, we see a lot of these artists now, they, 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 they're fashion choices, and it doesn't have to be, like, feminine. It's just odd. Like, you know what I mean? I, we seen Trippy Red. That nigga, I don't know what the fuck that nigga was wearing <laughs> even now. But you can't, I can, and maybe you guys think differently. I can't imagine um, Trippy rocking that if he was in, if he was a rapper in 2010. I can't imagine can't, him rapping yeah. that, uh, rocking that. You know what I mean? So when when Thug is saying he took the arrows, he's like, "Yo, I I pushed the boundaries so far, yes, to the point where he was wearing women clothing. Mm-hmm. That basically all the shit that y'all wearing now, and and people might just look at him and be like, "Yo, that's just whack." Mm-hmm. Yeah, I took I I got crucified for for pushing that boundary that now you could just wear and it he, and not get all the scrutiny. Absolutely. That I did. And he don't even dress like that no more. Like he don't I, I don't see him wearing like No, I haven't seen dresses yeah, recently. I haven't seen nothing like that. Down. I mean, don't he got a pro necklace on in this video? That's not the same. Remember when he did the Jeffrey album cover? I thought that dress was beautiful. Yeah, the Raiden hat. But people had <laughs> like, so many issues with it. Yeah. I, but, but you know what I think and I think that was a big part of Thug's strategy, like him writing Bay under dudes' pictures and all that because it, it brought attention. Huh? Still does. Yeah, but I think I think because again, I don't question. He got a bunch of kids, don't he? Like, yeah. I don't question his sexuality by no means. But it was just so outlandish for us to see some shit like that mm-hmm. that it made you pay attention. And he had the music to go with it, which is an insane strategy yeah. to get known. But it worked for him. And that's why I wonder. So with other artists, we say it's like they see people like him do it. They do it for attention. I guess when he did it, I didn't feel like the core of it was for attention. <laughs> Finally, we've got to talk about Tory Lanez and his upcoming Spanish-language album called El Agua. Is this a genius move by Tory since Latin trap has completely taken off, or will it potentially dilute his brand? 
right, guys. Last month, Tory Lanez dropped a track with Azuna called Pa Me. So he has a full Spanish language album coming called El Agua. He says, quote, I want to be the biggest artist in the world and I'm not letting anything stand in my way, not even language barriers. We know that Latin trap is blowing up right now. Is this just a genius move from Tory Lanez? What does Pa mean? <laughs> my Spanish pa is bad. I know El Agua is the water. Yeah, agua is, me, agua is water. Let me translate this one. That's the That's drip, drip, nigga. Yeah. <laughs> well, I don't know, man. I, like, I think it's very risky. I think this shit is very risky. Yeah, I think it's risky. Oh, and the only reason why I'm saying that is because we've seen a lot of people, like Nori tried to do that shit back in the day. Like, he tried to do a reggaeton album. Hey, he had that one banger, though, right? He had one banger. Stop, don't act like that was no, him. That no, shit was fire. Like, Flames. I heard that but, in every I, I, club. But that was, that album didn't work. Like you know what I'm saying? He, they, they tried to do the whole rock Rockefeller Latin thing. Like <laughs> I forgot what it's called. Rock La Familia. That's what okay. it was. So I'm not saying that he can't do it. I'm just saying that shit is risky at a point in his career right now to do a Latin album, and he's not Latin. I mean, Nori's Puerto Rican. <laughs> hey, this is 100. percent Like we've seen this before in many different aspects. We saw it with Snoop Dogg. Doing don't eat, don't mention that yeah, ever again. Yeah, yeah exactly. Stop it. Embarrassing for everyone okay. involved. <laughs> but here's the thing: Latin trap is yo. I've been watching and studying like Bad Bunny, Arkan and like <laughs> fucking Ozuna and all yeah. that. Mm -hmm. I'm studying Nikki them because James. you know what? Like, of course, uh, Spanish is like it, globally the reach is is so massive, and you can definitely tell by the World Cup, right? right. Uh, Latin trap is blowing up on a level that maybe it's because of social media. Reggaeton never did. Like, I look at this guy, Bad Bunny, he's like the Drake of like Latin trap, and yeah. like he gets on live and it's like 60,000 people that's just watching him and they're all typing in Spanish. I'm like, damn, imagine the market. Right. So this is smart by Tory Lanez. I don't see how it hurts, right? Because the English motherfuckers like us, it's not like we gonna be checking for him. As long as he doesn't like show up to a fucking like interview and he's on some, hola, like as long as he's not on that. <laughs> I think like if it doesn't work, it doesn't work. And I think if he gets the right collabs, he'll probably have a couple songs that pop up. Also, yeah. remember, we, we gotta look at Cardi B who just got uh, a number one. Cardi B is right. Dominican. You gotta remember something, right? It has to go into the brand. And the reason why I'm saying that is because, all right, when you look at, at Tory, this is why I'm saying it's risky. He's still establishing, we still don't know who the fuck Tory Lanez is yet. You know what I'm saying? Like, we still don't fully know who he is as an artist yet. Like, we haven't fully, he's only been out for maybe three years, three or four years as an artist. He still has a lot of establishing to do of himself. And he's talented as shit. Even with his music, it always sounds like him featuring him doing a different rendition of him. Right. Or somebody else. But to do a Latin trap album at this point in his career, I'm, I just think it's risky because, yeah, you can get the features. There's nothing wrong with having, like, those features. But when we talk about in terms of a Cardi B, that's part of her brand. Yeah. We know that Cardi B is a Dominican girl from the Bronx. I would say it seems like he's being cautious. It's not like he was like, this is my official album, right? right he put right, out right. Memories Don't Die. Now he's like, I'm going to give you the Spanish language and this other one. He's just, like, throwing shit at the wall right now. I think he's attempting to do, and I, and I don't want to say he's trying to do a Drake, but he, what Drake has done. When Drake basically puts out like a UK drill album, you get <laughs> That's me? It's different though. Cause no, he's no, I, I know English. It's, 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 it's English, but yeah. I think he just wants to establish a fan base. Like, by the way, I've seen like while shooting his music videos, he's been back and forth to the DR a bunch, right? right? And he's kind of embracing that culture. But also, I'm just looking at it from a artist that wants to grow internationally. By the way, we do yeah. know 
he is from Toronto, but like right. he has his roots that are Caribbean centric. Right. So I think he, he's trying to embrace that. And here, <laughs> here's the thing: maybe, maybe, maybe the album doesn't do well. Yeah. But, but he, he just needs one song. Exactly. One, one or two. One or two, song, one or two and he's out of here. And I understand that, but like Latin is not Caribbean. Those are two Bodyguard. totally like. Bodyguard. Like, Bodyguard. like I, 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 right. What's the track that all black people know? Suavemente. Suavemente. When, exactly. He just like, needs one of those. Right. But at, at the same, and that's what I'm saying. The thing about the Latin market, it is a group big tremendous market but they're very funny when people is coming in their house and the, and they feel like they don't belong there that's one thing that you got to look at too because they don't always jack people that's jacking they shit because they know that it's like okay it's just another thing for you to do and that's their culture but but you know what it might be at the perfect time though mm. because i like we saw a couple of pictures in like videos of bad bunny in studio with like drake and I mean, shit, everyone's like, oh, this does make sense. There's another wave. And of course, Drake could benefit from it. But also, even as big as Land Trap is now, and even like other cultures, like say reggae or say like UK music or yeah. any other culture, like, or Afrobeat, whatever, right? right? It's always, they always want that stamp of approval from like that US mainstream artist. That's why French Montana, French Montana's nah, on a song with Alkaline, nah, which is a Jamaican artist. Nah, and, and he gave him his best song. You know why? French is going to give it a stamp. Same with Steph Dunn. She gave French, yo, take my, my hot song, hurting me. You get me? So I do believe, and I think he wins. You get one song yeah. that's just rocking. Right. You will. You'll be invited to all the fucking like absolutely, little... but also you gotta, you gotta look at too because like any song with Bad Bunny and Drake, the casual Drake fan is not then jumping into that world. That's what I'm saying. It's like mm. that's not gonna make them say, you know what? I'm gonna listen to this. They might like it for one song, but they're not gonna jump fully into it. And that's the only thing with Tori. I think like a song or two is cool, but mm. to do a full on album, spend a budget on that, is kind of say. I mean, a boogie just did international artist, right? And that's when he, he he's kind of doing the same music he already does, mm -hmm. but he kind of plays around with like different sounds. Like, you know, he has like some shit that sounds like it's from Nigeria, D different different places because he's trying to expand himself. And that's, it's just a risky thing to do when people okay. are still figuring out who you are. Let's be clear also. And by the way, for tour lanes in particular, mm -hmm. I think that figuring out who we're still figuring out who he is is going to continue for a while mm -hmm. just because like you said it right people keep saying the same thing about him eh, it's okay but what what's your sound yeah you sound like this and the third but he kept saying like yo i write for a bunch of people and i'm not gonna lie if you, if you listen to memories don't die he kind of owned it he says fuck it if if you say i sound like drake or i sound like whoever it's because shit i could i could take a nigga's style and kill it better than they they can yeah. or I, they sound like me because I've written for them. Right, right, you get right. me? And him owning it like that tells me he's not in a place of like continually trying to answer this proverbial question. Mm -hmm. But going back to A Boogie, it's, it, I do think streaming is such a, um, it's such a uh, encouragement of these moves. Right. Streaming is global now. Absolutely. You know, SoundScan, it's about U.S. sales. And still, you know what I mean? It's still about U.S. sales. But like, you see so many of these artists, they're going on these huge tours overseas. They're hitting festivals overseas, wireless and all that. Mm -hmm. They realize that, yo, we kind of have to use the international market, not just stay in the U.S. market right. and hope they come to us. So I like the move. And by the way, in terms of promotion, this is the last thing I'm going to say, is I don't think his label or him 
is going 100% hard. Like, he just dropped a, a song with Richard Kidd, right. right? So it's not, and he's not fucking salsa dancing, but doing the <laughs> But But it's one of the things he's doing to say, hey, if you guys are into this, fuck with this too. Right. But I always got this same regular shit for the people who fuck with me. Yeah. And, and, and I don't mind it. What's we'll the worst happening? Yeah, we got to see. Yeah, El Agua coming soon. Let's see if Tori, let's Agua. see if Tori catches his suavemente. Suavemente. Actually, somebody correct me. I think it's the drip. You know what I mean? That just sounds good. Correct. I'm, I'm, pretty, sure, good. I'm pretty sure it's not just the, the water. The water, now. You're right. right. It's probably, it's probably the drip. slang. It's probably Agua. the drip. Nah, okay. <laughs> <laughs> you see how he said it? Yo, I watched Nargos, man. I'm telling you. <laughs> Yo, all right, well, that was. Yeah. All right, y'all. That's our show for the week. Thank you for tuning into the Everyday Struggle podcast. We'll catch you here every Friday. Thank you.